Hello, hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're going to go back to basics because this has been a week of taping. This has been a week of helping dogs, helping humans, helping horses move better and feel better. So that brought us back to the idea that we should get back to the basics of taping and how you can use it professionally and personally. Yeah, and what is the taping for? Is it a swelling? Is it a muscle spasm? Is it a proprioceptive issue? What What is the issue that you're taping for? Because that makes an indication of specifically how you're going to tape. I'm going to reel it back even further. How does taping help you? Because a lot of people have misconceptions about what kinesiology taping does, how it does it, and whether or not you can do it yourself. Yeah, because I remember when I started using kinesio tape way back in the 80s, I came from an athletic background. So tape was used to support a joint. So when I got kinesio tape, I had the same concept in my mind that I was using it to stabilize a joint. And that's not the purpose, not even a little bit. And the... Interesting piece is a lot of people hold on to belief systems that are no longer supported by any of the studies. And if it works for you, have at it. The important thing is that you get the results, as Dave was saying, that you're looking for. So why did we tape this week? Well, the number one reason we taped this week was for instability. And although that may be considered advanced taping, it's still based on the premise that by stimulating the hair follicles, you're talking to the brain rapidly and increasing awareness of a specific area. And whether or not there is demyelination or there is weakness from having not been used for a while so there was atrophy, or age, which often creates a decreased awareness of an area. Regardless of the reason, you can use tape to improve the situation. Yeah, because you're using it not as a joint stabilization where you're going to put so much tape on the joint doesn't move. It's actually used as a neurological input to the brain because it talks to the brain. And that's how the body heals itself because the tape identifies the area, the body realizes that that area needs help and does its thing. And the interesting thing is you're talking about cotton and adhesive. No magic, nothing. I mean, there are now tapes that have some um, things that can be infused into the skin, but for the most part, the tape that we use and, and the tape we're talking about is simple. It is cotton, with an adhesive backing. Yesterday, someone asked me how long it could stay on, and, and I brought up one of my uh, spectacular older German Shepherd clients where the taping of the right front tendon stays on a month, and then we retape it. And each month, the gait gets better and better and better. And as long as we continue to see improvement, we are going to continue the process. The thing is that your simple tape 
still has, we call it simple, not easy. You still have to know what you're doing, where best to do it, and why. And although many people feel that you need to know the origin and insertion of the muscle, we understand that movement is never that simple. You cannot move one muscle at a time unless you are a computer, and then there is no functional comparison in reality. Muscles have protagonistic, antagonistic, supportive, and distal uh, areas that have to move in order for that muscle to function. So we're going to go outside that box completely and say, we are taping first for awareness, to decrease pain, to improve fluid dynamics and reduce inflammation, and generally to create a better body map for the animal that we're looking to help. That was a mouthful. So you're placing that tape on the animal in the area that you have determined has a dysfunction or has a mobility issue or a glide issue or a infl- inflammatory issue, you have, de- you have actually evaluated an animal and figured out this is what you need to do. There are some basic rules of taping. One, round always your round your edges. <laughs> You're going to hear that a thousand times if you listen to us. Always round your edges. When you peel back the tape, avoid touching the tape. Avoid touching the adhesive, I should say, because the adhesive will stick to you, and that's less adhesive on the tape and might stick less efficiently that way. Interestingly enough, I find that the best way to get longevity out of the tape is to tear it about an inch to two to three inches um, down the tape, Lay, immediately peel that area back, lay the anchor on, and then grabbing the backing, stretch the rest of the tape over the area that you are looking to affect. The longer that tape stays exposed to the air before you place it on the creature you're taping, the less effective the taping has been for me. So why that is, I don't know. If I touch it with my finger, it doesn't stick at all because I have evil magic fingers that take all of the adhesive off. So simply, if you measure first and put the tape immediately on a dry, not overly clean animal, Hairy is fine. We get this question every day. How does it stick on hair? It sticks on great. And I will say, in our experience, the dirtier, less, um, you know, wash, shoshined, and that type of care that is beautiful to look at but difficult to tape, we get the greatest longevity. So if you have those really soft and fluffy, uh, you know, velvet-like horses or uh, silky terriers, sometimes you actually need to use more tape and even overlapping tape with tape in order to get the same longevity that you might get on an animal with uh, a coarser and less shiny coat. 
Yeah, and remember the long hair has, that long hair is attached to follicles, follicles are attached to the neurological system, and that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to affect the nervous system. So by pulling on the hair, it actually talks to the brain. So yes. that's why you don't have to clip animals. People always ask us, do we have to shave the animal to put the tape on? No, no, and definitely no. No, it actually sticks better when you don't. Not only don't you need to, we highly recommend that you don't, even if you want to. As a matter of fact, if I'm working on a horse and it was clipped that day, the tape isn't going to stay on as well as it will two or three days later after the oils balance out and uh, there's just better contact. So again, this is, we've been now taping consistently on a daily basis for at least 15 years. So this is just learning something new every day, applying something new every day. We also find that it stays on longer and it is more comfortable on most animals if you stretch the area and not stretch the tape. So for most of our applications, that tape is put on with absolutely no stretch. In all applications, the tape is put on with no stretch at the ends, and we will use stretch over an area of pain for the sole purpose of sending more data, better input to the brain, better output from the brain to deal with that situation. So what she's saying is like you're doing a horse or a dog, and you need to tape the left side of the neck. You turn their head as far to the right as you can, then apply the tape, and then as they straighten their head out, you'll notice the tape will have ripples in it. And those ripples are where it's lifting the tissue, which in turn talks to the nervous system, which talks to the brain. And you'll notice often that the ripples will exist for some period of time. And then as the fascia underneath the tape starts to glide better, as the dynamics with underneath the surface behave better, the ripples will leave and the tape will give you a different visual um, experience and you'll actually be able to monitor function by watching what happens to the tape. If you ever send us pictures of tape with ripples on it, we will do a happy dance and we will post it for you because we know that you have done an effective job when you get that, and we see this on humans often, where you will uh, put a lumbosacral taping on and we lay the tape down while, the, while they're stretching forward to stretch that lumbar fascia and the superficial uh, layer, and as they stand up, you'll even see a tremendous difference between right and left based upon where there's more action. And this is true, as Dave said, when you're taping the neck of a horse. Um, it's often we see it when we tape the ribs on a dog because you'll have one side that is so tight compared to the other that if you tape bilaterally, there might be ridges on one side and less on the other side, helping us understand what's going on beneath the surface. Yeah, and the purpose of that tape is to increase that circulation. It's increase fluid dynamics, increases... Uh, neurological input, which helps relax the area. There's so many benefits to the tape, and you're not using it to stabilize the joint. I think that's the hardest thing I had to learn 
from way back was you're not stabilizing the joint. You may help stability by talking to the brain and letting the brain become more aware of it, but you're not taping it to the point where it can't move. And the tape stretches, most kinesiology tape, we have a, a lot of input right now from our personal canines who are always alerting us that something is happening somewhere. So please know that we're not editing out because this is real life and this happens in real life. So what I'm trying to get across here though before we were uh, rudely interrupted is that the idea of placing the tape on to increase awareness when that tape stretches 180 you know, degrees or it stretches twice its own length in normal function is that you're not going to stop motion. You know, you're going to improve awareness of motion. Now, as we learn how to tape, we learn that cutting the tape in certain ways creates a more effective response. So if I have uh, an area that runs along a specific fascial plane, superficial dorsal along from the neck all the way across the top of the back, down over the hock and down to the coffin joint, or a lateral line that goes up and down the cervical spine and makes a diamond pattern over the side of the horse, or the dog down into the hock or dog knee area. When you see patterns and you tape along those patterns, you help that function and you help that awareness balance between top and bottom, between side and side. We've taped front limbs where all of a sudden a restricted limb is now able to move in an unrestricted matter just by increasing awareness. So we have our techniques of placing it along a specific fascia line once we know what the outcome we want. We have the technique of placing it along a um, CCL on a dog, a suspensory on a horse, in order to improve tracking so the muscles can then develop appropriately rehab or prehab appropriately. We've done, this week was every sacroiliac. Yeah, sacroiliacs and pain taping. Pain taping is one of the easiest and one of the, you get the biggest bang for your buck sometimes with a pain taping. And all you have to remember is X marks the spot because what you're gonna do is you're gonna find the area where there's discomfort and you'll find a pinpoint area where there seems to be discomfort coming from. You take a piece of tape and it may be three or four inches long, and you're gonna take that tape and you're gonna tear it in the middle and open it up like a Band-Aid. So you pull the backing of the tape back on each side, you'll stretch it 50% over that area in the center, put that, put that stretched area right over that pain area, lay the other sides, lay the other two ends down, no stretch, and then you'll take your second piece of tape and make an X and do the same thing with that tape. Tear the backing in the middle, open it up like a Band-Aid, stretch it 50%, and put that right over the area of pain at a 980 degree angle. 
No, 90 degrees. Well, that's 90, but... It, yeah, it, well, it, all of the above. It, Make, an, the above. X. Make, Make an, an X. Make an X. Or... X marks the spot. If it's a hip and there's so much pain... You can also make a star and put three pieces on. You can do whatever you want. The thing is that this is the time we do say stretching, it helps um, and adds value. For the most part, we do not stretch the tape. And that creates a much longer lasting, more comfortable application with greater effect. When there is an inflammatory reaction, we will cut the tape into fingers or tentacles or whatever um, you like to call it. When we cut it into a, a 10 centimeter, we'll cut into four or five. Six centimeter, we'll cut into three or four. And we'll lay those pieces down and the outside pieces will go just touching our areas of inflammation where the center pieces will cut through the area of inflammation, and then we'll do that again at a right angle to itself so that you're creating a checkerboard pattern. Because one thing we know about vessels in the body, they do not run northwest, east, south, up, down. They run in all different directions. And we want to encourage the um, resistance to flow to be alleviated in all of those directions. So this is a lot to throw at you in our basic taping. We just want you to be aware that the more you know, the more you can influence your healing process for your horses, your dogs, your companion animals. We have taped many species and we encourage you to start to play with it because if you're goal, do no harm, make a difference, help in the least invasive way possible, kinesiology taping is a way to go. And if you go online and look at equiline.com, we have lots of videos online on how to tape different things. So you're able to find some of that information if you go to equiline.com. And when Dr. Wendy also has two books that are available, one on equine mobility that on canine mobility that actually go quite extensively into taping. So pick up your tape, pick up your scissors, point them away from your animal, and use them to your best ability. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast. <laughs>